You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Bridget Prue here with Scott McLaughlin. Brian is on vacation this time. He's, he's what, St. Martin? I believe he's in St. Martin. I think uh, so, yeah. Getting tan uh, and taking that last vacation before the season starts, which is what we all have kind of been doing. Uh, so Legitimately he, just stunning, though, that he takes vacation the week after a brand new Bruins jersey drops, which we'll definitely get to later. But, he's uh, upset about that. and <laughs> I know. like the, the, This is his Stanley Cup final. It, it really is because and if you – Let's just start with the jerseys. Um, they, they unveiled the new Centennial. The, there's a few different uh, jerseys for the Centennial season. But the one that stands out to me is the one that they've been publicizing more, which is the the sparkly one. The one that has a spoked B. It's a spoked B, but the gold is a sparkly gold. Yeah, I mean the home and road like both have it. It, it. I think it stands out more in the home against the black, but yeah, the the road white has it too. Um, yeah, so I guess my take on it is, I like them. I don't love them. Uh, not a huge fan of of the sparkles. I'm not a huge fan of all the stripes in the sleeves. It, it feels like now I usually like stripes. Like I'm I'm pro stripes but that feels like double the amount that it should be. And it's not, I don't really think it ties to like any past Bruins Jersey. Cause like I was going through them and not like, unless you go way, way back to when like the whole Jersey was striped uh, in like the twenties or thirties or whatever, none of them have had that many stripes on the arm. Like it's always been like five or so, like one in the middle. They're not like tigers. White layer. Yeah. Ruins are not tigers, they're bears. True. Yeah, bears don't have stripes. Don't think bears have stripes. Pandas, yeah, no. maybe the the little the, the red pandas, do they have stripes? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> um de- definitely not not Bruins, they're not black bears, and so they, they don't have stripes. Um but yeah, so I I those are the two things, and I think those have been the two things that have probably drawn the most criticism is the stripes on the arms and the glittery gold. And those would be the two things that I don't love, but that's it. Like I don't hate either of them either. And I do like the shoulder. Like I like the plain shoulders. I like getting, uh, because that's a look that the Bruins have had a lot through their history. And obviously not as much in recent times where they've always had the yet the yellow, either, you know, like the new ones where it's just on the shoulder or, the nineties version where the yellow went like all the ways down the arm. Um, so I, I like that part of it, but the, yeah, like the, the gold color, it's also kind of, 
you know, it's a little off. It's like the, the Bruins have always been, it's really more yellow. Like it's yellow gold. And this is like true gold. Um, so they, they seem just like a little off. And I know, you know, when, when we had talked to Brian about it, like he, he was excited because a lot of it sort of reminded you like some of the leaks and even the Bruins sort of their little teaser trailer that they posted a couple days ahead of time. It reminded you of the like eighties jerseys. And I, I knew they weren't going to be the exact same. Like they weren't going to be straight throwbacks to any one era. I knew they were going to be something new that, you know, would incorporate kind of different stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I, I also think, I think I'm probably going to like them more once I see them on the ice and game action. I've already, I feel like they've already grown on me a little from when I first saw them. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, don't get me wrong. I like Bruins jerseys. I like sparkles. I'm not sure I like them together, <laughs> but, but they've grown on me in, over the past few days, just a little bit. Seeing Marshawn unveiled as the captain with those jerseys on, it wasn't as noticeable as maybe when they unveiled it and they had closer up shots of it that it looked more like actually legitimately sparkly like a dress I would wear to the Centennial Gala or something like that. Uh, just just like, Scott, your, your sparkly dresses that we know you have. Um, but, I mean, when I showed my mom that, she's like, oh, that's a nice, like, woman's jersey. I said, no, that's that's team jersey this year. Um, yeah, in person, I, I can't wait to see them actually worn. And the other thing I noticed about the jerseys was, was it the road alternate? Or yeah, so the, the alternate third. The cream? They haven't said if it's going to be home road. It might be a little of both, but yeah, that, that third jersey, I, I love that one. That's like immediately one of my favorite Bruins alternates. Yeah, it's 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 definitely off color than than what they've done. Like it's more of the old school, like cream white uh, compared to like a straight white, and um, the the brown in it and the yellow in it are not exactly like the tra- the Bruins colors you're used to seeing over the past say ten years. Besides their throwback stuff. You pulling it up, Scott? You looking at it? I was, yeah. I was gonna. You got kind of a little off guard. Yeah, I was gonna pull it up, but yeah, no, I I do really like that one, and I like the yellow on. I like the old school logo. Um, you know the the 1924 in the middle there. Like, I saw some people who like didn't really like that, but I'm like, for a hundred years, that need to have it. Like, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Throw the year on there. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think those ones. Those ones are gonna look sharp and. I believe, you know, I believe these are going to be like the only three jerseys they wear this year, unless something else comes down the line that we don't know about. But, um, well, you know what? I don't like that because I like Pooh Bear. And yeah, and I think, I yeah, like Pooh Bear. My initial idea was like, especially when they're, where they're doing these eras nights, is like I wanted them to wear jerseys from that era, like for all of them, but that wouldn't be like nine new jerseys or, you know, nine jerseys like in the rotation and there would be unlimited fashion segments on the skate pot true yeah and that so like, be... I, I think i think that would have been cool but um is it like, yeah, with, with, like with, the Aris tour but this exactly. is the Bruins Aris tour yeah um 
but yeah, no, I, I love that third. And I would say right now I'm sort of at like a 7.5 for the, for the other two, but I could, I can definitely see that growing on me though, especially as we see them out on the ice and in game action. Yeah. I can't wait to get Brian's reaction. Cause I don't, I don't take him to be a big sparkles guy. I don't know about you, but um, maybe I'm wrong though. He does like to quote um, some, some movies and like, he likes to talk about, uh, you know, some female singers every once in a while. <laughs> you never know what he's going to say. So we'll see. We'll wait for him to get back from St. Martin. Uh, I don't think he has service there at all. Cause it's like, a French island slash a Dutch island. And I don't know if we can even get in. I don't even know if he knows what they look like. So uh, maybe there's going to be a surprise for him when he comes back to the U.S. Yeah. And maybe he can, he can give us a review speaking. Yeah, French you, know what it was? you know what it was that he, he quotes mean girls a lot. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's going to like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting he's going to be in like roughly the same camp as me, but, but we'll see. Um, I feel like I'd be a little surprised either way if he either completely loves them and has like no issues or if he hates them. I feel like he's going to be somewhere in between like, like I am, but we'll have to see. There's Bridget. What's it called? Teasing, teasing to a next episode. Is that that vertical tease? Is that what that is? <laughs> the tease. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're both in radio. We don't know. <laughs> I only host one hour a week and for like four months. So I don't, I don't know these things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that's probably enough for, for, for Jersey talk though. We can get yeah. into, we can get into a start of training camp because the Bruins reported to warrior ice arena on Wednesday, which, you know, the big news of that day, in addition to everyone reporting was obviously Brad Martian being named captain, as you already mentioned, and we will be getting into that as well. But then Thursday was first practice. And uh, I was there for it. It was split into two groups. One went on the ice at 10 a.m., one at noon, just because there's there's too many people to have everyone on the ice at once. I think, I think the Bruins have like 32 forwards, 18 defensemen, and six goalies in camp. So it makes a lot more sense to split that up into two sessions, which they'll do, you know, for probably roughly – two weeks, maybe a week and a half before they start to make some cuts and send guys back. Um, but yeah, there were, you know, I think maybe like the most notable thing that jumps out right away is the line combinations that Montgomery chooses to go with, which if people remember, he, what he did last year is the same thing he did day one this year, which is he puts promising young players. He puts them with, established NHLers because he wants to see how they're going to play there. Because if those, sure you can, he could put together all the lines he expects to use on opening night and then throw all the prospects together. But if any of those prospects are going to make the team, they're not playing with other prospects. So Montgomery likes to throw them right in, see how they play with NHLers. And so you ended up with Fabian Lysel on a line with Brad Marchand and Charlie Coyle. Uh, Georgie Merkulov was centering Jake DeBrusque and Danton Heinen. Uh, that was in the group A, the first session. Second group, Matthew Poitra centering David Postenock and Jesper Boquist. 
Mark McLaughlin was with Pavel Zaka and James Van Riemsdyk. So you see, you know, like all these lines have, in some cases, like two guys that you expect to actually be on a line together come opening night, other than, you know, probably Bokos and Pasanak. I wouldn't expect that to be a line, but um, would, instead, would instead expect Pasanak to be with Van Riemsdyk and Zaka. Um, but yeah, it's always just interesting to to see that and see, you know, who he chooses to put up with those guys. And in this case, it's it's three prospects who are probably the most skilled offensive players in Lysel, Merkulov, and Poitra. Although, actually, I should correct myself because Steve Conroy asked Poitra today how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name, and he said Poitra, not Poitra. So, like, it okay. French-ish, but not not the full French. Um, so I'm gonna no. have to get used to it because I I was saying Potter for a long time. I'm gonna so I have be- to ask him myself as as a French Canadian descendant with a very French name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was standing like, right there. Sure? So I, I, are you sure it's it's Potra? <laughs> yeah, I was I was standing right there. And, otherwise, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then and then McLaughlin, who you know is. Seemed close to making the team last year, obviously has played some NHL games. So, um, you know, I guess another chance to kind of see how, how he plays in, in that sort of role. Yeah. When I was looking at the lines and, and you noted in one of your tweets, when you were putting the lines out for everybody to see today that, you know, this is just what Montgomery does. Don't read into it. And, you know, even the players mentioned, including uh, Patra, that he wasn't reading much into it either. But when you, when you put, players like him uh, and Lysel next to the core Bruins players uh, that have the the talent that Pasternak has uh, and Marshawn has, you get a chance to see maybe more of a ceiling of what somebody like Lysel has. Um, so you're putting him with guys that you know are great passers, great playmakers. So if, you know, if you can't finish with uh, Brad Marshawn setting you up, then you're going to have an even harder time finishing when, uh, you know, Lauko sets you up or Greer sets you up. So you, you know, like if people are making mistakes and, and obviously there's nerves involved as well. First day of training camp uh, on the ice and nerves were, they, they're there in the beginning. Hopefully guys can kind of get them under control as the day goes on. You're playing next to David Posnock. You might be a little bit nervous, <laughs> but you're so for, Patra, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna say Patra a bunch of times, but um, being able to be there alongside David Pasternak should give him, uh, first of all, it's just probably exciting for him, but give him a chance to really show off what he can do. And and they were describing him as a playmaking center. Uh, and you know we heard Montgomery describe him a little bit. I think the very first question to Montgomery was about Patra. Um, playing next to Pasternak. So they really like the skill set that he has. And when you look at where they were placing their young centers that have that are their center prospects, he seemed to be in the best position of, of any of them in that lineup. Yeah, and you you mentioned, you know, Montgomery when he was asked about him, didn't just say, you know, like I gave the explanation that of um, you know, like you want to see how he plays with NHLers, all that. And Montgomery did say that, but also said he wants to see if they had chemistry. Like he, he yeah. said chemistry. And that 
you know, I, I guess in there is a possibility there that Potra does like win an NHL job this camp. And who knows, like could play with Pasternak this season. I don't expect that to happen. I think that's a little far fetched, but somewhere down the line, I don't know, a year, two years from now. Absolutely could be a possibility. We know David Pasternak's here for eight more years. They have high expectations for Potra. So like there could even be that of, Hey, Pasternak's going to be with Zaka this year. We know they have chemistry. They've played together. But somewhere down the road, like, I just want to get an early look at this. Um, You know, so, yeah, it's it is really interesting. And we we talked to Patra after practice as well. And he did say he was like a little nervous at first, like when he found out he's, you know, skating with David Pasternak. Um, But he said he said, like, Pasternak kind of talked to him before and was like, just go and play. Just have a good practice. Like, don't overthink it type thing. So. Yeah. Um, I know, mean, they, if you think about Pasternak, like he is a superstar and uh, for a young kid like that, that probably looks up to him or, or, you know, thinks about him as one of the best player, current players out there. He Pasternak is also someone that you might not feel that nervous around just because of his general personality. <laughs> He's just kind of just like happy and not very uh, intimidating. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that can even, translate on the ice, like you mentioned, you know, in the context of Lysel, you know, finishing off chances or whatever. Well, for Potter, it's like, it's reversed. It's all right. Setting up Pasternak. So, you know, like you can even get nervous of like, Oh God, am I going to make a bad pass? Is it not going to be right on his tape? Like, you know, I'm going to put it behind him, make him stretch out or whatever. But but he also will cover your blemishes. You might not send him the perfect pass. He'll still score. Yeah. So, (laughs) You know, so it's not like they did a t- like a ton of line drills today, but they definitely did some. They did some five on five work, and you know, I think I think Potter looked good for the most part. Like you could definitely see playmaking at times. He, you know, you worry about you know a kid like that, like how's he going to hold up physically? There were a couple times I thought he did a pretty good job protecting the puck, and then there were a couple times I noticed it. You know, it seemed like things happened a little too fast for him. Like he sort of pulled up, held on and in juniors would have all that time and space where that would work. And mm-hmm. in this case, it was like someone closed on him and he turned it over. But yeah, it, yeah it, you it, expect it, like it, it's, it's, gonna it's, a happen. Thing, it's a good thing to point out. He hasn't played in the AHL. He only has played juniors. And actually, if he doesn't make the Boston Bruins, he's going to go back to juniors. He's not, yeah. he's not even eligible to play in the AHL this upcoming season. So uh, which he mentioned, he said, I'm trying to win a job for Boston because it's that or juniors and I'd rather be playing in Boston. So he really has a little bit of extra motivation in his mind, or at least he's put that chip on his own shoulder to say, all right, well, if I want to be playing at a professional level, then I need to make Boston outright to start the season. 